Good evening. Praying everybody's doing good. Welcome to another Monday Night Live. I'll give everybody a chance to come on in. Come on in. We are live tonight. Give everybody a chance to come on in to the room. I'll try to have you guys on the side so I can see you as well. <clears throat> Give everybody a couple moments. Amen. I see people coming on in, coming on in. All right. All right, I'll come back and check on, on you. Don't want to delay. Um, my sister Crystal uh reached out to me because uh Monday Night Live has been looking different for a while. Well, a lot of the media things that we like to do to try to infuse uh, you know, media into our Monday Night Lives requires us to do it a little bit differently. It's still alive, but it is a delay. And so with that, you know, I'm still able to see, comment, et cetera. If you guys say something, I'll be able to comment, but not be able to interact with you uh, the way that I normally would on a regular live. Tonight, we have a regular live. I was pretty busy and couldn't get to the pre-stream that we normally have. So uh, we're doing a regular live tonight, but typically for our lives, we are trying to, you know, make them more uh, interesting for you. If I give you a story, we want to follow up and give you the imagery to go along with it is what we're trying to do so that you can really have a good walk into the week. So uh, just letting you know what that is and why it looks different from time to time. And you may have to click out of it and click back into it. That happens. Um, it's also on YouTube. So the church YouTube site, you can go straight there if you want to get there at five o'clock. I believe Joe puts it there. So just many ways that you can get to us. At any rate, um, want to get into our praise break moment. Um, I'll continue to do these as long as God gives me the inspiration to share uh, those praise break moments with me. And so for the praise break moment, I want to, uh, uh, I believe there is a shot on deck when we think about things that we see and God kind of gives you something with it. And I just, I just, I, it, they, they move me. At any rate, my praise break moment for you today uh, comes from uh, this young lady that you see right here. Her name is Joan Murray, Joan Murray. Joan Murray is a banker and uh, in our spare time, she loves to skydive. At any rate, in the year of 1999, she uh, skydived and her parachute malfunctioned. Yes, you heard that right. Her parachute malfunctioned, causing her to fall 14,500 feet toward the ground. Well, most skydivers have a backup parachute. So she pulled the backup parachute and it opened at 700 feet, 700 feet. That's still pretty, pretty high in the air. But the backup parachute then deflated and she continued to plummet toward the ground at 80 miles per hour. You can go back and fact check this on Google or look it up to see if I'm telling you guys some type of fib, but this is an incredible story. Um, her backup chute didn't work. She continues to plummet to the ground at 80 miles an hour. And miraculous, miraculously, she survived the fall. 
And you many would say, this is a near impossibility. As a matter of fact, the doctors wrote on her medical record, a miracle. She falls to the ground. And do you know how she survived? She survived because she landed directly on a mound of fire ants. I, I can't make this stuff up. This is a true story. She, she landed on a mound of fire ants. And what doctors believe is that the intense shock of being stung over 200 times by those fire ants released a surge of adrenaline, which kept her heart beating. Yep, that's what happened. And all I wanna give somebody, if you can look at this through a spiritual lens, you will see that what I got from this is that if when you think about it in context of how great God is, is that no matter how far you fall from, God can still use all his resources on the ground to ensure your survival. Oh yeah, maybe we don't go skydiving, but you have been to some heights that you have fallen from and you survived. You have been to the top of, 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 of things in your life and all of a sudden you were deflated and you came crashing down. But is there anybody here who just like Joan is a survivor because of the God that we serve? And I just want to give somebody that praise break that I've fallen to some places and I've fallen down into some places. And I'm so glad that no matter how far we fall, God is always there to somehow cause the elements that are around us that we land on to be the very thing that saved our lives. And I'm just so grateful that for all those times that I've failed, God has always caused a way of escape and left the enemy confounded because in all intents and purposes, Joan was not supposed to survive this fall. But just so that God can show his miraculous power, he used all the resources on the ground level to stop her fall. And that's our praise break. No matter how high you have fallen from, God can still catch you and save you. It might hurt a little. It might sting a little. But it's the very thing that is hurting you that might be the very thing that is helping keep you alive. And I, somebody might still be in the midst of the fire ants right now. But I'm telling you, God is still able to keep you alive. And that's a praise break for anybody. We're just like Joan. Use your spiritual eyesight. And you can see we've fallen. Shoot didn't open always. Things didn't happen the way we thought they should always. And we went plummeting down in our dreams, in our, in our careers, in our marriages. There are times that we have fallen from high heights. But I'm thankful that many of us are still here today just because God knows how to catch us at the ground level. That's all I got for your praise break moment. I pray that that gave somebody a shout. Uh, for our text today, uh, Pastor is now in the new series for the holidays entitled Behold. And uh, he preached from Isaiah 7 and 14. And let us go to Isaiah 7 and 14. Isaiah 7 and 14. Typically, I always have that up today. I don't know why I forgot it. 7 and 14. And let us accent that, that text from Isaiah 7 and 14. And it reads, 
And I believe he read that in another translation. I want to say it was a CSV. Seven and 14 of Isaiah. And it says this. This is regarding the signs. All right, then the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. That is Isaiah chapter 7, 14. Uh, Behold the signs was the title of his text uh, from this beginning of the series. Behold uh, about uh, Ahaz as being replaced and all the signs thereof and Emmanuel, God with us, uh, he spoke of to be able to see the signs, which is actually connected to a person. And so we went and he's walked us into that. And I believe there is another text that I want to point us to today uh, that will help us uh, walk further into this week. And I pray this season, uh, uh, this holiday season, that we may walk into. Um, first of all, I, I want to answer a question before I jump in, and, and this is a question of uh, people have asked me. Um, you know, why am I here online? Well, you know, I, I could be in uh, a pulpit. I can have a church. Why am I here online? Well, I want to tell you that. I want to give you that answer. Um, the answer to me, for me, is uh, God told me to meet you here. God told me to meet you here because in 2008, before the pandemic was even uh, uh, was even here, that caused many of the online worship. I was actually trying to do this uh, online and online ministry because I believe in my heart that there are people who may not make it into a church house. There are people who may not have a desire to go into a an actual church building. I believe that, that the church is everywhere that we are and that the church can be right there in your homes. And how else is God going to touch people in these end times if there isn't someone online delivering this message? Yeah, we got churches doing it, but for me, this is what I'm doing. And so I wanted to answer that question because I've been getting that uh, quite frequently of why. And, and of course, I've had opportunities uh, throughout my ministry career, uh, not career, but my ministry calling rather to uh, a be, you know, a pastor of a church, et cetera. This is where God told me to meet you. That's why I'm here. So today I want to talk to you with this title and this subject and low. And I'd like to point you to this scripture to walk with this week. And the reason why I, I uh, I want you to walk into this week beholding the signs uh, that because when we walk into this week and we behold the signs, this season should not just remind us of the birth of Christ and why he was born, but with all that is happening around us, loss of life, war, climate, there is this verse, this other verse that must be marked in your Bible. It must be bookmarked. And I believe it's this one because you'll never be able to behold the signs if you don't know the sign maker or understand the language he writes the signs with. I'm gonna say that again. You will never be able to behold the signs if you don't know the sign maker or understand the language he writes these signs with. And so 
that scripture that I'd like for you to highlight as we walk into this week, not just the, the text that pastor utilized in uh, Isaiah 7 and 14, but also tag this one for these holiday seasons. And it is Matthew 28, verse 20. And it says this, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Matthew records these as, uh, as, as it's, it, it's in his uh, Christ's ascension. He shows himself after resurrection and he delivers this message. And that word, and lo, means look, see, and behold. Yeah, yeah, that's what it means. And it's usually an expression or an interjection or an exclamation that someone says and says when they say, and lo, look, behold, observe. This is a word that excites attention to whatever comes behind it. And he says this statement, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He meets the disciples as he goes to this text on the height of a mountain, resurrected, and points out low. I don't, I don't want you to miss that. He meets the disciples at the height of a mountain. He's resurrected, and then he points out low. There is a symbolism there in just the wording of, if you look at it and you see that he went high, but he told them he'd always be with them low. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was high, but he told him he'd always be with him low in a, in a symbolic fashion. Uh, we know that he was meant behold, but we can also look at this another way. Not just to behold low, but we can also view the, the symbolics of the English language L-O-W. In the lowest times, they would ever see, he's saying he would be there. So there's a few things I want to point out before I let you go. And that in regarding this text. And the first is, if you're going to uh, walk into this season, understanding and low, you must know that first, you have to be a learner and not just a watcher. You've got to be a learner and not just a watcher. Let me help you with this. Uh, when I utilized my father, I, I gave a piece of this uh, statement. As I was a kid, uh, I, I would hold the light for him and I would get underneath the car with him. And my assignment was to hold the light. And as I would get under the car, I would hold the light for him and he would be doing the work. Well, because I didn't want to be there, I was a watcher and not a learner. Oh, I just held the light. I just looked. I looked. I was holding the light, looking at him. But I wasn't learning anything about what he was doing under the car. And I want to tell somebody that when you're watching and not learning, it eventually cost you. How would it cost me? Well, one day I had to have repairs to my own car. And wouldn't you know it, if I had watched him, I would have known exactly what was needed. I would have been able to do it myself. I would not be able to be swindled by somebody who was probably price gouging. But because I was uh, just watching and not learning, had I been learning from him rather, then I would know everything that there was to know about it. And when I faced 
that the difficulty of a broken car, I'd be able to get over that thing because I know how to fix it. We need to be learners, learners of God word, God's word and not just watchers. Don't just listen to what I have to say. Don't just listen to what any pastor has to say. You've got to be a learner for yourself. Go into the closet and, and open up your own Bible and see what it says and let the Holy Spirit speak to you and tell you exactly what it means. And then go even deeper, do more research and do, do uh, word origins and study the Greek, all those things you can do, but you don't have to wait and, and, and just watch somebody else do it. You've got to learn on your own. Be a learner and not just a watcher. That's one. The second, be a watcher, not just a worker. Oh, yeah. Not only should you learn, but you it's okay to watch. But you must also be a worker. Be a watcher, not just a worker. If you're going to watch, be a worker. Because many of us learn by doing. Yeah, I mean, if that's you and you're like me, you've got to be a worker. Because some of us can also learn by doing, learn by doing, get into the midst of a Bible study, get into something, an activity at the church where you can begin to work and you will find that you will be partnered with other people with testimonies like yours or other people who have been through storms that they can help you through and you can learn by working. He says in that text, teaching them to observe all things. If you are a worker and you do the work, you can see the picture. I'm reminded of a time where I was uh, doing one of those and I was in school and it was a trace by numbers. And as I'm tracing by numbers, instead of learning how to do it, I just watched somebody, watched them, watched them. And uh, I decided that I think I, I watched them, didn't follow the instructions. And I just said, I'm going, I'm going to draw it myself. And I began to just draw around the circle, the numbers. You know how that thing goes. And before I knew it, I thought I was done, but I had missed everything. I mean, I had to be in, in uh, kindergarten, the first grade, something like that. But I missed everything simply because I didn't do the work necessary. I didn't do the numbers and follow the numbers as I should have so that I could come to my own uh, conclusion of what the picture was. So you've got to do the work. We do this all the time. I, I'm, I'm notorious for getting something from Ikea and trying to put it together without reading the instructions. And all of a sudden, I got extra pieces that should belong on the thing, but it I didn't even put them on. Amen. So <laughs> you've got to be a worker, but you've got to do the work and learn as you go. The third thing is, in this text, remember what he said last. He said, and lo. At the time of Jesus' ascension, it was important for Matthew to have a clear message of the Messiah. So he didn't speak of this as others did. When Matthew records this, he doesn't speak of this as others did because others talked about Christ ascending into heaven. He gave these last words because he wanted to make sure that we understand that Jesus wasn't going to leave us destitute. He wasn't going to leave us, but he was going to always be with us. 
And when we look at those four uh, gospels, uh, Matthew focused on Jesus as the Messiah. Mark focused on Jesus as the servant. Luke focused on Jesus as the son of God, uh, son of man. And John focused on Jesus as the son of God. And so Matthew wanted to make sure we had focus of the Messiah and that he came to save, but that he would never leave us. And so we end up with this conclusion that we see where Jesus says, lo, behold, I'm going to be with you always, even unto the end of the world. Father, daddy is going to be there no matter what we go through. He's going to be there with us. No matter what kind of hard times we face, he's going to be there. No matter what kind of economic crisis we find ourselves in as a, a country or as a person, he's going to be there. He says, and lo, I will be with you always. Behold, but also lo, at our lowest moments, he'll be there. Whenever we think that we are all alone, he'll be there. And so I'm reminded as I come to a close, you know, I like to uh, like to give you guys out things that can help you see the picture and nothing really does it for me more than movies. I'm a movie buff. I love movies. The movie that I, I want to accentuate was uh, a movie with Morgan Freeman in it uh, called Wanted, Angelina Jolie in 2008. It was a movie called Wanted. And it was about a kid who had uh, nothing going for himself, working uh, a job that he didn't like. And he had got called upon because he had a special gift to come in and learn from these special assassins. At any rate, um, his name was Wesley and he'd go into the office and his life was going nowhere. Um, he, 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 he found that his father had been murdered some kind of way, but didn't really know what happened. And anyway, he's recruited into this fraternity of assassins and they teach him that there's a man named Cross, an ex-assassin whom is an evil man and that he must hunt him down. And so he goes, Wesley goes to hunt him down. And after shooting him and before uh, a cross falls to his death or, or dies, um, he tells him, tells Wesley that I'm your father. Kind of like a Star Wars moment, if you will. And then as he falls, he, uh, as he get, before he gets ready to fall, Angelina Jolie shows up and Wesley asks, is it true? And he, she says, yes, and you guys use me to kill him. And, he, and she says, you were recruited because you were the only person that your daddy wouldn't kill. And so uh, what shouts me and brings me to a close about Wesley's father is although he wasn't there present in his life, Wesley actually goes back and traces the steps of his father. He traces the steps of his father so that he can learn more about his daddy. And so he finds where his father lives and he goes in and he finds a telescope in the home where his daddy lives. He finds photographs of him at different points of his life. Oh, that his father has. And then his father friend shows up to give him explanations of what happens. Sounds like somebody shows up to tell him what the daddy was doing, almost like a preacher. His friend shows up to give him the message exactly of who his father was. And he, he, and Wesley begins to see that at every point of his life, his father had been filming him, had been watching him, had been keeping sight of him, even in when he was in the office and doing 
doing poorly and looking miserable. His father had been watching him and making sure that he was safe. He finds all these pictures and he goes through and he sees that his father was never more than a camera click away from him. And all I want to do is close with a shout of somebody who knows that and lo, he'll be with you always, even until the end of the world, that daddy will always be with us. I need to remind somebody that your daddy, as demons attempt to take you out daily, is right next to you. Yet your daddy, as you go through lonely seasons in this life, is going to be with you. That your daddy, as you deal with grief and sickness, your daddy's gonna be with you always, even until the end of the world. He's with you, holding you up. He's with you to lean on. He's with you to keep you. And I, I'm a living witness that no matter how high you go up and how high you fall, just like Joan, our God is able to catch you at the ground level because he said, and lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. That's all I got for you today. I pray that that uh, is a shout for somebody to know that and lo, behold, he'll be with you always. Jesus said it himself. Behold, that was him speaking. Behold not leaving you, not leaving you by yourself, not leaving you all alone. And for someone, uh, I feel a tug here, that there is someone who might view this without a relationship with Jesus Christ. You're headed, all of us are gonna fall from a height at some point in this life. There are highs and there are lows. One thing about the devil, he ain't gonna catch you when you fall. But I'm a living witness, and there are many people that are uh, that can attest to this, that when we have a, a relationship and we belong to him, we might get stung just like Joan by those ants on the ground, but it'll always keep our heart beating for him. So what I want to do now is offer, uh, offer Christ to someone. We're going to do the prayer of salvation. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity. If you're watching this, it's by design. God led you to this, this moment. Devil would like nothing more than for you to die and not make it to heaven. You got people that, that you need to see that are in heaven. You got family that you need to get to. Well, the only way you can get to that, Christ said through him. And so pray this prayer with me and you can be saved today. Say, dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've fallen short of your glory. I admit I've made mistakes throughout this life, but I believe, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe he came, bled, died, and rose just for me. I believe he is the true and living God. I confess with my mouth and I receive him into my heart this day. He is mine and I am his. I do this with a clear conscience and a sincere heart. I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. 
Thank you for being my God. Heaven is mine. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer today, you saved. Now all you got to do is connect with the church, connect with me. I'll point you in the right direction. If you are in a city that you don't know any churches there, we'll help you even find one. God bless you. And lo, let me go to the chat since I'm here. And let's see what we got in here. If anybody has some questions for me. Uh, let me see if we got some questions, 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 questions. See some amens, amen, folk can attest to that, amen. Know the sign maker, yes. Hold up the light, amen. Amen, amen. Well, uh, that's all I got for you guys today. If you guys come in on, on Wednesday and you need special prayer, we're going to use that for special prayer. Um, I, I, it's difficult to get people to bring in and come testify. So I'm going to try to call on some friends to come in and, and share their testimony with us because I think there's some great testimonies out there, people who God has uh, done great things for, uh, miraculous things. And when you hear them, it, it's kind of, you know, better than hearing Joan because we, you know, Joan, you know, it, you probably don't, you know, she's someone who survived. We can use it for a praise break, but what would it mean to you? if you actually heard from a person in person. And so we want to be able to do that. So at any rate, uh, I don't see any more in the chat. I see my cousin over there. Hey, cuz, my cousin Latanya is in the building, in the online building, amen. And uh, well, that's all I got for you guys today. God bless you. We want to be in special intentional prayer on Wednesday for those who are in the midst of grief, um, our Worship Pastor Jasmine Butler, as well as her father, who is a good friend of mine, longtime friend, and her uncle uh, Umoja and uh, Imani uh, lost their 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 mother and uh, Jazz's grandmother uh, this past uh, Friday, and we want to be intentional about praying for that family, and we will do so together, uh, along with this is just seems you know seems like the holidays are the worst. Uh, it's the best, but it's also the worst because not only are we missing the ones that we love, we also end up in a, a grief moment when we lose people during this season. So we definitely want to be praying for them as well. And please do so in your prayer time. All right. And so as you go about this week, just remember, and lo, God bless you.